This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. 653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches. I don't have to show you any stinking batches. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And happy Monday, one and all. Glad you tuned in here to the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, the way to get in touch with the show it is quite easy to do. Telephone number, 888 That's 888-900-3393. On social media, it is The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook. On Twitter, at Chris Salcedo TX, at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X, as in Texas. Listening to the show live, theblaze.com slash radio, Blaze Radio smartphone app, or the iHeartRadio app. By the way, in case you haven't seen it lately or you haven't investigated this lately, I highly recommend the Blaze Radio smartphone app. It is getting better by the day. So I would highly encourage you to have a second, third, maybe fourth look at that and download it to your smartphone or your tablet. SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, that's who we use here at the Blaze to uh, have on-demand listening. And what, what that is is basically all of our broadcasts are archived. So you guys go to SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, and maybe at the end of the week, maybe on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you guys do some binge listening. Get caught up on everything you need to get caught up on. And it's all of the Blaze content from the very early morning with Doc to the very late evening with El Pelka and and Buck Sexton as well. So make sure that uh, those are on your radar screen, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Uh, If you want to check out the latest and the greatest as far as news, concern, and opinion, go to theblaze.com. On theblaze.com, you will find a channels section. And on that channel section, there's all of us. We're all there. And make sure you find the Chris Salcedo Show channel and like that or follow that. I don't think you like that. You actually follow that. And you'll be hip as to what's going on in the show, at least some of the highlights from the show of that particular day. Uh, I was just on Facebook going back and forth with some of the liberals who find us and was extolling the virtue of the fact that now the United States, since Syrian bombers targeted our interests over in Syria, that we responded. And I wrote down, and you know, this is this is fantastic news that don't we have a new sheriff in town. Uh, unlike the last administration, if you hurt America's interests, America uh, is now going to respond. And Syria has had its plane downed. And now Russia's got its panties in a twist saying that it will shoot down anything over Syria. 
I welcome them to try. I welcome them to try. Folks, the Russians don't want an, a military conflict with us. It's the last thing they want. That's just a bunch of bluster from Vladimir Putin and friends. But one of the liberals uh, on this on this uh, back and forth uh, was on and on and on about Trump, 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 and you know, completely unrelated topics. And I said, well, you know, it's just a good thing that now we have uh, an, an administration in office that will respond to these despots and dictators. The last administration just figured out a way to give them our taxpayer money. So that's a pleasant change. Let's do the flip around, shall we? Out to uh, CNN first. America should have these questions answered on camera so right we can see what they're saying. And when they don't do this, they're, they're just doing a disservice to the people of this country. And, and I don't want to sound <laughs> like I'm getting on my soapbox here, but when, you know, Sean Spicer, the White House press secretary, who's pretty high, highly paid for a government official in this country, comes in and, and just says you can't record the video or audio from these briefings, that wouldn't be tolerated at city council meetings or at a governor's press conference. <laughs> this is CNN, folks. Uh, griping that Sean Spicer is not holding a press conference. This is the leader of the basket of bias complaining that they won't have new ability and new fodder to drag Trump's administration through the mud. Now, this is the same CNN who sat nearly silent when Hillary Clinton went for months without having a press conference. When the uh, Obama administration uh, wouldn't go into certain news agencies like Fox and CNN sat silent. You know what? Before before I leave CNN, oh, they, they brought little Brian Stetler on to talk about this, too. Let's listen in. Hold on. Uh, we've seen briefings. The context for today is that we've seen the briefings get shorter. We've seen fewer on-camera briefings, more off-camera briefings. And we've, we've seen this attempt to hold them less often. So instead of five days a week, four or three days a week. Uh, it was a week ago that there was an on-camera briefing with Spicer. Since then, it's either been off-camera or nothing at all. And in the past couple weeks, the White House has also <laughs> said, you can't air the audio of this either. So for a while, we were airing live audio of these briefings off-camera. Even that, the White House says, is not allowed. They're forbidding that. So what we're seeing is inch by inch by inch, the administration rolling back on access. So yeah, no, on access to you, little Brian Stetler. And why would you, I mean, President Obama did the same thing. President Obama didn't want any tough questions from uh, who they perceived to be uh, an agendized press. That's why they wouldn't go to Fox. Now, this administration views you all as agendized press, which you actually are. Fox just was going to ask him a tough question, and Obama didn't want to answer tough questions. You guys are out to get Donald Trump. So they're limiting your access. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this. Here's uh, MSNBS. It was at the very least an acknowledgement uh, that he was under investigation. What you heard is outside counsel, Jay Sekulow, effectively trying to argue uh, on the Sunday shows was that the president hasn't been made aware of any type of investigation. And that uh, may be the fact, because if you think about it, Ali, this investigation is still very much in its early stages. So yes, and, and whether it's in its early stages or its late stages, usually the person under investigation isn't informed. And certainly nobody that's official or has any credibility, MSNBS, comes to you guys and say, oh yeah, we're investigating this guy. We're investigating Obama. We're investigating Trump. We're investigating Hillary Clinton. Took us a year and a half before the FBI had to finally admit 
that they were doing a criminal investigation on Hillary Clinton. <laughs> you, you don't tell them. Hillary Clinton was saying, oh, this was an investigative matter or a security review. Comey's like, no, it's a criminal investigation. We had to come out and say something, but anybody that's credible doesn't talk about it. And that's what we're seeing now. Anyone credible doesn't talk about it. Plain and simple. <laughs> uh, Trump says he's under investigation. He doesn't know. Trump doesn't know. All right. Um, let's go over to Fox Business. It could be the summer catalyst to get Molson Coors uh, mm. on the move once again. It's been trading between 80 and 100 now for almost two years, and it's down to the 85 level. I like it, and I like Zima. So do I, but tell me, back in the 90s, where you, when you ordered it at TGI Fridays, or at least I did, I would whisper it to the bartender because everybody laughed at us. They're talking about, uh, well, of course, it's business over there at Fox Business. They're talking about Zima. Did you, he, well, actually, Allie, you're probably a little too, or Ellie, you're probably a little too um, young to have tried Zima. Uh, but Zima was this weird, funky, clear, new age type of alcoholic beverage, just carbonated, if I remember correctly. I didn't, I think I tried it once, said, <laughs> forget that noise. Uh, but they might be bringing it back. It's supposed to be light and effervescent and crisp. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can. Let me just do a really quick search here and see if I can find any marketing on Zima. Uh, Zima uh, and I'm not trying to promote them here. Let's see. Uh, okay. Well, let me see what Wikipedia has. Uh, Zima is a clear, lightly carbonated alcoholic beverage that was made and distributed by Coors Brewing Company. Introduced in 1993, it was marketed as an alternative to beer. For example, of what is now often referred to as a cooler. Uh, you know, well, you guys have had wine coolers before, right? Uh, some of you adults out there. 4.7 to 5.4% alcohol by volume. Its production in the United States ceased in October of 2008. But now Coors is talking about bringing it back. Uh, do I have time? Yeah, I do. Let's go over to Fox. And, well, mix it up with Chris. Let me be crystal clear so you completely understand. We have not received nor are we aware of any investigation of the president of the united states Sir, you just said Period. two times that he's being investigated no the context of the tweet i just gave you the legal theory chris of how the constitution works if in fact it was correct that the president was being investigated he would be investigating for taking action that an agency told him to take so that is protected under the constitution as his article one power okay what seculo is talking about here now there's a whole bunch of semantics and word games being played with jay seculo on fox news uh, this weekend, uh, Chris Wallace takes Washington Post reporting as if it were gospel, even though it's been proven several times to have been factually inaccurate, biased and dead wrong. James Comey proved it was dead wrong in its reporting. New York Times as well. But it's still the vaunted Washington Post and the vaunted New York Times. Well, if there's a report out there, it must be true. Right, Chris Wallace? If if, it, if if somebody says it, it must be true. Well, except for we in talk radio, right, Chris Wallace? Only legitimate, biased, left-wing journalists. And they're not even journalists if they're left-wing. Uh, biased, left-wing reporters. Only they can be taken at face value, even if they're proven again and again and again and again to be wrong. And what Jay Sekulow was talking about was, look... <laughs> 
Here is the president of the United States who fires Comey, his deputy attorney general, his attorney general agree, and that same agency within the executive branch is now opening up a special counsel to investigate him for firing Comey, which they all agreed with. And Segulo's going, the hell is this? I, I kind of agree with him. Uh, coming up later in the program, we'll get much more in-depth into this with a, a former FBI investigator, former, uh, former U.S. Marine, who will, I have a lot of questions for him, uh, not least of which, Rosenstein. What do we make of Rosenstein? Rosenstein, Rosenstein. What, it, is, what is going on with this guy? Many people are asking, good grief, how does, how does the guy you just appointed ended up referring caving to, to Democrats as soon as he gets into office and giving them something that wasn't even warranted, which is the special, special counsel? And look at the special counsel right now, folks. It was supposed to look into, into uh, Russian collusion in the 2016 election. But guess what? Now it's looking into obstruction. And pretty soon it'll be looking into parking tickets. And pretty soon it'll be looking into financial uh, disclosures from anybody associated with the, with the Trump campaign. This is, this is crazy. This is a runaway investigation looking in search of a crime. They are they're on a, what they call a fishing expedition way beyond their original scope, which was to investigate Russian collusion in our government. We'll talk more about this coming up on the Salcedo Show. It's The Blaze Radio Network. Keep up with The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo. All right, welcome back, everybody. You may not know this, but president's policies reach far beyond their administration. I'm writing this in response to an individual on Facebook who is insistent that we don't go back and look at what Obama did these last eight years. The, and, and then decided to want to show up onto my Facebook page and make up a whole bunch of stuff about what Trump is doing. And, and the problem is, he doesn't know. I don't know. You don't know what Trump is being, what is being looked at as far as Donald Trump is concerned. Nobody knows. Uh, because uh, an investigation, a special investigation or a special counsel is not supposed to reveal this stuff. All we have is the word of some nameless, faceless sources to a left-wing biased so-called news outlet. That's all we've got that indicates that Trump is on under investigation. CNN is, is uh, their, their Chiron graphic, that little thing that's... Uh, that shows letters down on the lower third of the television screen that tells you who's speaking or what, what they're talking about. They're saying, Trump attorney says no investigation despite Trump tweet. Trump doesn't know. He was going off the example of reporting out of the Washington Post. If he had put a question mark in there, he'd have been fine. And about Trump's tweeting, you know, I don't, I've always supported his tweeting when it's on message. 
But when Trump tweets something and it undercuts and it allows the likes of CNN to go crazy, that you've got to be a little more disciplined in these tweets. We're going to get more into this in a second because there is, there is now some cracks in the left-wing biased outlook here on these so-called investigations into Donald Trump and his, and his election team. A member of the left wing of this country is starting to ask the question, where's the beef? Where, where is the evidence? I see no evidence. And that's coming up. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about this terror attack over in the UK. There's one over in France, too. Looks like uh, this, the attacker was killed. Not sure what the nature of that one is quite yet, but we know the one in the UK where one has died and 10 were injured was an attack on Muslims in that country. This, this terrorist attack um, is being roundly condemned by the, the politically correct left and even uh, the cowed right over in the UK. And this type of thing deserves to be uh, condemned. This guy taking on the tactics of the radicalized Islamic fundamentalists to go mow down people who were not likely not part of the jihad. That's, um, and I, I was confronted with this earlier. If something had been done over here that was similar, it would have been regarded possibly as a hate crime. And think about this. This guy took his car, ran over some folks. He had a target, Muslims. Now, when a, when a radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist attack attacks, he just wants to blow apart as many people as he possibly can, or she can. And he's not very picky about, I mean, it could be Christians, Jews, Muslim, other Muslims. Doesn't matter to them. So that's the distinction between, at least some are saying, between terrorism and a hate crime. So if radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists target a Christian community, does that mean it's a hate crime and not terrorism? I don't think so. I think it's all terrorism. Uh, the Oklahoma City bombing, terrorism. Dylan Roof shooting up that black church, terrorism. Because it's, it's designed to all do the same thing, to advance a certain agenda, an ideology. Dylan Roof, in his case, a racist, idiotic ideology, ignorant ideology, and radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist minds to, to advance their idea of radical Islam, of... Uh, of Sharia or whatever the heck is uh, whatever the heck their their cause is that day, and then you've got these this guy this kook over in in the UK who just wanted to go take out some Muslims for hate's sake. That's his agenda: the, the spreading of hate, keep fomenting the hate. So terrorism is terrorism is terrorism as far as I'm concerned, and I can't imagine something similar happening over here in the United States and somebody going, oh, that's a hate crime. Although, you know what? With Dylan Roof, it happened. With Dylan Roof, 
Remember we came on this show, we said that was that was terrorism. That wasn't a, that's a hate crime. No, 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 that's, that, that's, that's terrorism. The whole idea was to terrorize an entire community of people. And uh, I just, uh, that's just, that just how I look at it. I think it's a, it, on some level it just comes down to semantics, but it also might instruct us on how to handle these people in the future. Anyway, I got much more coming up on the program. I do want to talk a little bit more about uh, the Syrian jet that was downed by American aircraft and what the response to Vladimir, or by Vladimir Putin is. And then we'll get into Gingrich. He's the only one that's out there talking about this stuff, folks. He's out, He's the only one out there pushing back. My question is, where are the Republicans? The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo's show. Happy you've tuned in. 888-933-93, 888-900-3393. Uh, U.S. World, let, me, let, me, let me read this story because things are kind of escalating over in Syria. Uh, Russia has said it will treat U.S. warplanes operating in parts of Syria where its air forces are present as targets amid a, a diplomatic row caused by the downing of a Syrian jet. The country's defense ministry said the change in position would apply to all aircraft, including those operating as part of the U.S.-backed coalition. It will also suspend a hotline between Russia and the U.S. set up to prevent mid-air collisions. The ministry said in a statement, all kinds of airborne vehicles, including aircraft and UAVs of the international coalition, detected to the west of the Euphrates, will be tracked by the Russian SAM systems as air targets. The warning followed after a U.S. F-18 Super Hornet shot down a Syrian Army Su-22 jet on Sunday in the countryside, in the countryside southwest of Raqqa. Washington said the jet had dropped bombs near U.S.-backed forces, but Damascus said the plane was downed while flying a mission against ISIS militants, which is patently absurd. Russia's defense ministry said the suspension of its communication channel with the Americans would begin immediately. Okay. Okay. And know that any one of, and hopefully this, this is getting out, I have not heard a U.S. response yet, but I'm praying this will be the U.S. response. Any fire from Russian missile defense systems toward our planes will be met with overwhelming force. Overwhelming force. You do not get to take shots at U.S. interests, our planes, or those folks on the ground without getting a poop storm thrown right back at you. And that's what uh, I would hope would be the response from the Trump administration. So that's all happening right now, folks. By the way, before we go on too much further into some of the political shenanigans going on with this investigation, the, the, the Cosby jury 
the Cosby jury ended up in a hung jury. I was like, whoa. Apparently, it was only one guy. That's what I heard. Just one guy was a holdout. So that means it's going to be retried. The, the prosecutor who, who ran for his job, he, he ran on prosecuting Cosby. That, that was his main thrust to get elected. So he has, he has it in for Cosby one way or the other. Now, had there been several holdouts on this jury, um, then maybe the, the attorney probably would have, the DA would have said, oh, no, we're not going to do this, I suppose. They would have dropped the whole matter. But because it was just one guy, they're just going to try again. That's at least the word I'm getting. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Mira Ramirez was telling us about that uh, police incident up in Minnesota. The police officers were found not guilty uh, on a on a jury and are acquitted on this jury. And there were two black guys who were part of the jury, and they said, "No, these cops don't deserve to be prosecuted." So that that went down as of Friday. So we'll um, we'll keep an eye on any any ramifications that come out of that. But uh, those are just some things in the courts. And speaking of the courts and speaking of trials, uh, there is a witch hunt, a witch trial going on right now with Donald Trump. With the numerous investigations, you have the FBI, which has been investigating over a year. You have the Senate and the House doing their investigations. And by the way, the, the, the very idea that is incompetent, as it seems FBI leadership was under James Comey. The idea that the House and the Senate are going to be able to investigate this stuff fairly and accurately and anywhere competently or as competently as the FBI is, is insane. These people can't even balance a checkbook. These people can't even guard the border. These people... Can't even, uh, I hear that they're, they're contemplating working through their summer recess. <gasps> you mean you have to stay in work when your work doesn't get done? Oy vey. Anyway. So this idea that these investigations are anywhere credible other than political witch hunts, that the Senate and the House is, is laughable on its face. Then you got the special counsel headed by Robert Mueller. And Gingrich is livid over all this. And so is and so is the president, he speculates. I don't know that Newt's talked to him, but Newt jumps on ABC this weekend and says the president is probably ticked off because every single time we get confirmation the president's not under investigation or there's no evidence of collusion, which, by the way, that's the only thing that we have heard. No evidence of collusion since the FBI has been investigating since last summer. Nearly a year. And here we are nearly a year, and that's all we hear. No evidence of collusion. And Gingrich says, and now that that's the case, now they're moving the goalpost, which is the nature of political witch hunts. 
He is infuriated and legitimately, in my judgment, by this whole Russian baloney. Uh, and notice how it's evolving. I mean, you start over here with Russia. Well, they don't have anything on Russia, but maybe, maybe there was obstruction. We may not get anything on obstruction, but maybe there's going to be perjury. And maybe there'll be, you know, I mean, you go, you go down the list and, you, and you, we've, we've been here before. We watched Comey appoint Patrick Fitzgerald, who was the godfather to Comey's children. And Fitzgerald knew there was no crime. Yeah, he's talking about uh, Fitzgerald was back during this Valerie Plame incident during the Bush administration. We told you guys about this. For those of you who weren't tuned in at the time, uh, Mueller appointed, there was a Comey who appointed Fitzpatrick. And the leaker of Valerie Plame's identity was a guy by the name of Richard Armitage. And they knew it, but they kept on investigating. They kept on investigating to find a crime. And they got Scooter Libby in the vice president's office, Vice President Cheney. They got Scooter Libby and sent him up the river for two years on a technicality, on a contradiction in statements that had nothing to do, nothing to do with the original scope of the investigation, which was to figure out who outed Valerie Plame. On day one of that investigation, Patrick Fitzgerald knew it was Richard Armitage. He knew, but kept on going. And that's what Newt Gingrich is speculating is going on with Bob Mueller. Bob Mueller knows there's nothing here. Bob Mueller has, knows there's nothing going on. But he's going to continue to investigate until he gets his scalp. Gingrich thinks... The probe, by the way, now that even though they're moving on from Russia collusion to now obstruction, Gingrich isn't object to to doing some investigations into foreign influence here in the United States and not just investigating Republicans. Let's start investigating some of those Democrats on their collusion. This Russian baloney. It's Russian baloney. If, if people are involved <clears throat> in collusion with Russia, don't you want to know about that? There is, there is no evidence. I mean, first of all, if you want to investigate Russia, fine. How about Bill Clinton's half-million-dollar speech? How about uh, Podesta's brother, who's a registered agent for a Russian bank? How about the let, uranium let's deal? Let's stick with this for now. No, yeah, let's just stick with me beating up on, on Trump. Let's just beat up on Trump, shall we? Right. Martha Raddatz couldn't be found when uh, 20% of the U.S. uranium was sold to Russians. Uh, Martha Raddatz couldn't be found when Barack Obama went back on commitments we had made to the Czech Republic and to Poland to give them a missile defense shield against the Iranians. Oh, that made Vladimir Putin's panties get in a twist and Obama caved like, and folded like a cheap tent. Uh, where was Martha Raddatz when... Russia invaded Ukraine and stole our allies' land. And for those of you who don't know, we agreed as part of a condition the Ukrainians give up their nuclear weapons when the Soviet Union fell. We pledged to them that we would defend them in case the Russians ever got squirrely. And under President Obama, we went back on that promise. So the Russians were allowed to go in, invade, steal their land. We did nothing. Where was Martha Raddatz? No, no, no. So, so uh, the reason I bring all of this up is who was the real butt kisser to Putin? Let me, 
Let me ask that, because the, the basket of biased press won't tell you this. Let me ask all of you, who was the real butt kisser of Vladimir Putin? Donald Trump, who just shot down one of Putin's allies' planes? Or Barack Obama, for everything Newt just articulated and everything I just articulated? It's, it's, a, it's simple after all. Democrats have a long history of jumping in bed with either Soviets or Russians. And the last Democrat administration, no different. Oh, no, I'm just saying, I'm happy to look at Russia's relationship. I actually think it would be healthy to have congressional hearings on foreign influence peddling in the U.S. way beyond the Russians. I think that's important for the future of our democracy. I think you're right, Newt Gingrich. I think we ought to be looking into how many times the Democrats met with Russians. I think we ought to be looking at how many times Democrats met with the Chinese, how many times Democrats met with the North Koreans. How many, look, let's start seeing how much money and how much influence is out there influencing these so-called leaders in the United States. All of them, regardless of party, or are we to believe only Republicans are worthy of investigation? I don't think so. Let's go down. If we're going to go down this road, let's go down it and let's get it. Let's get everybody. Let's get everybody who's skimming off the top and who's making money off a of foreign, uh, foreign influence. I'm all for it. And we can start with the Clinton Foundation and those affiliated with the Clinton Foundation. I'll be back in a minute. It's the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Telling the truth. It's one of those jobs American liberals won't do. That's why we need the liberty-loving Latino Chris Salcedo. The Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, Newt Gingrich was confronted over the weekend, folks, with uh, his about face on Mueller. When Bob Mueller was announced as special counsel, Gingrich praised him up and down, and, and Raddatz brought this up. In May, you said he was a superb choice for special counsel with an impeccable reputation for honesty. Less than a month later, you say he won't be fair. Well, because, frankly, I, I switch, and I, and I have no problem with Bob Mueller as a person, but I have every problem with how he's, what he's doing. I, frankly, began to switch the minute Comey, in this remarkable public statement, says, uh, I deliberately leaked to a college professor to leak to the New York Times for the purpose of getting a special counsel. Okay, now the special counsel happens to be a close friend of, of Comey, which is weird, because under Justice Department rules, Mueller can't investigate Comey. But, but Mueller was okay. appointed by Rosenstein. I know. And yeah, Comey, he, he, Comey isn't under investigation. Comey may be under investigation. If you have an obstruction case, Comey's got to be one of the major witnesses. So then I look at who Mueller... So I'm now curious. So I then look at who Mueller's hired. One of the lawyers he brought in has such a record of hiding evidence from the defense. The Supreme Court ruled 9-0 to zero that when that lawyer participated in destroying Arthur Anderson, 85,000 jobs, that it wasn't a crime. 
but he hid the evidence. He hid the evidence in Enron and four people who were innocent spent a year in jail. Now, you bring in headhunters like that, the first four people he brought in, one was a person who had defended the Clinton Foundation against Freedom of Information Act. And not to mention the fact that these attorneys, the first four that he brought in were massive Democrat donors. So their their poor track record is as being as what what did Newt call them, headhunters, Democrat donors. They have they have an agenda. They have conflicts of interest sewn into their politics. I mean, there there are conflicts of interest all over the place. Patrick Fitzgerald had was had Godfather, Godson, or whatever with Fitzpatrick, uh, Comey's good buddies with. With Bob Mueller, all these all these attorneys all come in and they all seem to know each other. They all have an agenda, which is to be uh, big donors to the Democrat Party. And, and, and Newt finally had enough of this. He goes, why should any Republican be cool with this? And so you think Bob Mueller is politicizing I, this investigation no, you, and, you, and that's why you, you don't tell, trust you him? You tell me why the first four names that came up, I don't know about the next nine, the first four names are all people who gave to Democrats. Two of them are people with a record of hiding evidence from the defense. And one of them is a person who defended the Clinton Foundation. Now, in this environment with a Justice Department where 97% of the donations for last year went to Hillary, 97%. Explain to me why I should relax as a Republican. I agree. Why, why, should we, why should we accept this baked in unfair standard? Would Hillary Clinton accept quote unquote justice from a, a Justice Department where 97% of the individuals there gave to the Republican campaign of her, of her opponent? Would, would Hillary Clinton put up with Bob Mueller having a close personal relationship to her accusers. No, absolutely not. This is just a massive double standard that Democrats are lawyers and those are the only people you're going to find to fairly prosecute these things because Democrats dominate the law profession. Is that where to understand? And like I said, Bob Mueller... And Newt Gingrich said, Bob Mueller's making a lot of poor choices. And there seems to be a built-in bias here. And why should Republicans be okay with it? The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. 